following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on this Tuesday, December 12th, 2023. Man, it is crazy that we are about halfway through the month of December. Hope you're doing well. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7. This is the Tuesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Lots to talk about on the show today. We got to get some updates on uh, Auburn football and the transfer portal. We got to talk about uh, some recruiting as well. We have some transfer portal news away from Auburn uh, that I think we need to that I think we need to discuss, and so uh, we'll get to that today. We got to talk about the Heisman Trophy today because we've yet to get to that. Um, and there's somebody in this studio that would love to talk about the Heisman Trophy winner and the uh, the the list of the of the voting in the Heisman Trophy. So we'll get to that today as well. And also, it's Tuesday afternoon, which means Daryl Dapperich, Double D, will join us coming up in hour number two. We'll talk to him about all things Auburn football and basketball. So excited to uh, get into the show today. We're inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio, our studio sponsor each and every day between 2 and 4 p.m. here on ESPN 106.7. Be sure you check them out over located at 800 Main Street in Midtown off of Opelika Road. Go check them out. A happy hour from 4 to 6 each weekday and also a brunch on Sunday. Bunch of TVs, great food, great drink specials over there. So go and check them out. Phone lines are open today. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? What have you heard or what do you want to hear about on the show today? Tuesdays are, are normally a little bit more wide open uh, when it comes to comes to content on the show and it's always meant for for you to come in and talk and talk about what's on your mind how are you feeling about Auburn in the transfer portal in the recruiting trail of course we've got the Ryan Williams saga that Auburn is continuing to go after and uh, Auburn uh, had a quarterback today in the transfer portal go somewhere else that Auburn maybe thought was on the board for them to pick up in the portal we'll talk about that so how are you feeling what do you want to talk about here on the show. Give us a call, 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. Auburn basketball playing tomorrow in Huntsville, so we'll talk about that a little bit today maybe. Talk about it a lot more uh, tomorrow when uh, Uncle T-Bone is back in the studio. He's with me Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, But let's jump into Auburn football and everything that is with that i mean there's so much stuff to talk about here and i think the best way to do it basically how we've done every single day is just kind of update you on the transfer portal and give you the transfer portal tracker right Uh, they've they've got that term 
coined everywhere on 247 and on three and wherever you want to look. And the transfer portal tracker for Auburn continues to grow. We thought it started out a little a little slow um, with Auburn losing guys, but it's picked up a little bit. And just to go all the way back to, to the beginning, you have Steven Johnson. Here's a list, okay, of all the guys that have entered the transfer portal. Steven Johnson, Steven Sings, Sledge, the defensive line, who has committed to Illinois. You have Jair Shorter, the receiver. Malcolm Johnson Jr., the receiver. Tyler Fromm, the tight end. Marquise Gilbert, Wilkie Denod. And Austin Osbury is the latest update from today, the corner. Okay? You also have a transfer portal commit from the transfer portal from Georgia State, the receiver Robert Lewis, who I think is really good. I think he's going to be a depth piece in the wide receiver room. And the thing that he brings is a little bit of experience. Because look at what Auburn's receiver room is going to be in 2024. If it stands like it is right now, okay? If it stands like it is as we speak, if nothing else happens, okay? If everybody that's committed signs and nobody else, like a Ryan Williams, if they don't come and join the party, okay? If it stands like it is now, you have some really talented guys coming into Auburn in the receiver room. But you also have a lot of youth that's going to be in that receiver room. So bringing in a Robert Lewis in the transfer portal is a good thing. I like it. I love it. I don't know what he's going to be here. I I can't. We've tried to make those predictions before. And at the end of the day, I think what we figured out with the transfer portal is you just don't know. You don't know. That goes for wide receivers. That goes for quarterbacks. That goes for any position player. I don't care if it's offense or defense. You just don't know what you're going to get and how they're going to work out in your system. But bringing in somebody with some experience can help you when you bring in those young guys. But there's one thing about the receiver room. You're going to have some talent. There's no doubt. You're going to have stupid talent in there. Probably the most talent that Auburn has ever had in the receiver room at one time. And there's still potential to grow. There's still potential for that to get even better if Ryan Williams does decide to flip. And we know that he has reclassified to the 2024 class from 2025, and he has a visit set up for later on in February before the National Signing Day. And we're just over a week away from Signing Day. We're, what, eight days? It's next Wednesday. Things are going to get crazy between now and then. And Auburn is very active. Auburn's very active in the recruiting trail. And Auburn's very active in the transfer portal. And Auburn, yesterday, picked up an offensive tackle out of the JUCO ranks, Seth Wilfred, who committed just a little bit after we went off the air yesterday. And that's a big pickup. He came on an official visit. He loved his time here. And he committed to Auburn late yesterday afternoon. A Juco offensive tackle from Snow College out in Utah. And a lot of people ran with this storyline. The last time Auburn got a big Snow College guy, it worked out pretty okay. And he has four years to play with three once he has enrolled in school here. This is a big pickup. It's a big pickup. and It's something that T-Bone and I talked about yesterday with 
depth, right? You can never have too many offensive and defensive line. None of them. Yeah, I mean, you can just, as long as you've got the scholarship numbers, bring them on in. If you're looking to fill a, a late scholarship, go get an offensive or defensive lineman. Because those guys are always needed, whether it be injury, whether it be athleticism, right? Whether it be depth, whether it be guys being in shape or just getting worn down over the course of a season. You need extra guys. So getting a big offensive lineman yesterday was a huge pickup. He said, quote, coming to Auburn, and this is from, uh, this is from South Wilfred, the, the offensive tackle. He said, quote, coming to Auburn, it's an amazing place. The community here, the atmosphere here, the people that live here, it's a really great place. He said, we toured the facilities, met some of the players here, got to meet with the head coach, Coach Freeze, the offensive line coach, Coach Thornton, nothing but good information here. He's six foot six, 295 pounds, originally from Nebraska, and went out to Snow College. And I think he's going to be a really good addition here. I think he's going to fit in well. His size is nice. And the update on Auburn's class before signing day, 20 commitments with signing day coming up next week. Number 11 in the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. And I mentioned that a lot of people ran with the storyline. The last guy who came out of Snow College was a guy by the name of Keontae Scott, who was announced and coming back to Auburn for another year. We talked about that yesterday. That is huge. That's huge. He's one of the best DBs in all of college football. I believe that. I really do. He's one of the best DBs in football. We know how valuable he is on punt returns. We know the good there and we know the bad there, unfortunately. Don't we, Auburn fans? We saw him return a punt this season, which I said he would, and he finally did. I'm happy for that guy. But then we also saw what happens when he doesn't return punts. Flashback to the Iron Bowl. So him coming back is huge for multiple reasons. He could go and play and get drafted right now. He could. But I think another year in college football on a defense that I think is going to be pretty nasty next year, he's really going to improve on his draft stock. So all that being said, Auburn's in a good spot right now. Auburn's in a really good spot. The goal between now and next Wednesday is to, A, make sure the guys that are committed to you stay committed, right, and are planning on signing. And there's only so much you can do on that. I mean, how many times through the years have we seen just lead pipe locks, as Uncle T-Bone would say, and they flip on signing day? How many? I mean, we've seen that so many times you can't even count. And there's, to an extent, there's only so much you can do. It really is a waiting game. And, man, I'll tell you what, on this show on next Wednesday, we're going to have some fun. It's going to be a big day. So that's what you're working on right now if you're Auburn and Hugh Freeze, right? You're working on keeping those guys committed and making sure they're going to put the pin on the dotted line with Auburn written at the top. You're also still trying to go out and flip some guys who are either going to commit and sign next week or the guys that are planning on signing in February, a.k.a. Ryan Williams. And there's some other guys, too. You're also working in the transfer portal because 
that's going on right now too because why wouldn't it be? So you're still trying to get guys out of there and a lot of Auburn fans have talked about wanting to get a quarterback out of there and one of the big targets that a lot of Auburn fans talked about is now off the board. As Riley Leonard has transferred and committed to play for Notre Dame. And I saw a lot of Auburn fans upset about this, and I saw a lot of Auburn fans not so upset about this. I'm curious on where you stand. 334-321-1390. Give me a call. How do you feel? Were were you a Riley Leonard fan, the Duke quarterback, that's now going to Notre Dame? Do you think Auburn missed out here? Is there better options for Auburn in the portal? Or is Auburn's current quarterback room the best option? Because I think you can make arguments for all three of those questions. And I think most people sit in multiple different camps here. right? I think multiple people sit in multiple different places. And here's what I'll say about Riley Leonard. I think he's a, a good quarterback. I do. I think he's a really good quarterback. Do I think he's better than what Auburn has right now? Maybe. Maybe. He may have played better at Duke, but would he be better here? I don't know. I don't know. Or if this was a situation where NIL was at play, maybe Auburn decided, look, maybe we don't have this much money to spend on a transfer portal quarterback. Maybe we want to put that somewhere else. I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors here. But I know a lot of Auburn fans were upset today when that news came out that he committed to Notre Dame and not from Auburn because Auburn was in the mix. They were. Auburn was in the mix. Auburn was interested. But he ended up choosing Notre Dame. And so I'm curious on on where you stand right now if you're listening. 334-321-1390. We've got John. We're going to get to him when we come back. Give us a call. We're still talking Auburn football when we come back here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Yellowwood knows that a five-star backyard is the place to make lasting memories. Like cookouts. Um, cornhole with friends. Ooh, a neighborhood potluck with your wife's pasta salad. The one with the feta. Oh, sorry. Or taking a nap on your deck in a hammock. Naps are memories. Mm, I love naps. For five-star backyards and the most memorable experiences, Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag, you don't want it. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com, or on the ESPN 1067 app. Let's get to the phone lines here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, 334-321-1390. John, you're on the line, man. What's up? Hey, good Tuesday afternoon, Jacob. Had a couple things on my mind. Okay, shoot. You had had brought up uh, the Riley Leonard, the Duke transfer. Uh Uh-huh. How... So a question, and then I have a, a, a secondary point here. How seriously was Auburn in this? Because I thought kind of the industry guess was that when he went in the transfer portal and especially, you know, had had some type of no contact listing where he, he didn't want to be contacted from the first day he entered the transfer portal, which I found interesting. I thought like most people had him at Notre Dame. 
was there some late movement on that or like what was the deal there as far as I know, and as far as I've been told and the things that I've heard, I think there was maybe, I think there was some mutual interest. Maybe not like, hey, we've got to go get this guy and get him on, you know, get him in the door and talk to him type of thing from Auburn's perspective. But I do think, I think it's pretty safe to say that Auburn was interested in, in at least testing the waters here to see if it was okay. an option. Um, but you're absolutely right about the fact that when he hit the portal, it was a pretty well-known thing that Notre Dame was the favorite. Um, and that's, I mean, obviously that's what ended up happening. But yeah, I think Auburn was at least interested in him for sure. Okay, fair enough. My second point, I uh, I think following other teams scouting is almost like knowing the minor league roster's of other baseball teams. Uh, Not many people do it. But I do find it very interesting what's going on in Georgia right now with the quarterback Dylan Raiola, who's a Nebraska legacy. Perhaps, I mean, he's taken an official to Nebraska this weekend, I think. Uh, What's your thoughts on – I think I'm at a point where I believe Georgia in two years, or Georgia in three years, Maybe where Clemson is today. You think? And okay, so, say yeah, that again I, for me, John. I think I think Georgia in two or three years may be where Clemson is today. You think they're going to fall off? Uh, kind of take a I, step back. I, I'm starting to see that because you you know this is the quarterback you know in more more than one sense of the world word of your uh, of your class coming in, mm-hmm. and if this is your guy then how in the world are you losing him a week before signing day and this is one of the highest rated players in the country yeah no i think you're i think you're you're spot on with that and and there should be some concern with with Georgia fans, and I'm interested with tomorrow's show, you know, we'll have Jordan Hill of Dogs 247 for Rivalry Wednesday. I'm going to ask him about that since you brought it up. I'm going to ask him about that as well because he'll know better than I will, but if you've been seeing it, Dylan Rayola received a new crystal ball from 247 Sports, and Steve, um, it was from uh, Steve Wiltfong, who flipped his crystal ball prediction from Georgia, who he's committed to Georgia, and he flipped his crystal ball pick to Nebraska this week. And so, um, you know, those are still projections from the experts who cover this on a daily basis, but that has to carry some weight, and I think there is some movement there. Now, I'm not tapped into Georgia and Nebraska recruiting, but um, I think there is, uh, there's some movement there. And if that does end up happening, John, there definitely should be some concern from Georgia fans in Athens that they could take a step back if they don't get their guy coming up in about a week. I think it goes deeper than that. Not to get off in the weeds in Nebraska football, you know, 22 minutes into a Tuesday show. <laughs> but uh, ET, ETN, the transfer running back from Florida, yeah. a lot of projections have him going to Nebraska as well. Mm-hmm. And my, my, where I'm going with this is if I am a Favor Edwin or if I am a um, K.J. Bolden, what does that do for those folks' recruitment? Now that you see that the, you know, the pristine star of the of the of the uh, class may be going elsewhere, I wonder if that leads to some cold feet because I see Florida State's class falling apart. If Georgia's class falls apart, that may mean even better news for Auburn and KJ Bolden. 
it very well could. And I think you have to you have to be careful with that, John. You got to take that on a case by case basis. Let's say just for our you know conversation and argument's sake here that Dylan Rayola does end up flipping. Let's say he does it on signing day from Georgia to Nebraska. You mentioned the Nebraska legend already. You know maybe he just wants to go to Nebraska and he's just dead set on playing for Matt Rule. What if that's a Dylan Rayola thing and not a Georgia thing? Does that make sense? It very well could be, and it could have a trickle-down effect and have a an effect on other guys. But I like to think that in a negative way, most recruits don't let other recruits affect their their decision. I think it has more of an effect on the positive side of things where like Perry Thompson decided to come to Auburn. Maybe that has a positive effect on Ryan Williams to come to Auburn versus somebody not going to a school and it affecting somebody else not going to that same school. Does that make sense? It does. Let me counter that with this, uh, if I may. So Walker White, who's committed to Auburn and was you know, pretty much, the, the if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the first recruit in this cycle uh, with the Freeze um, coaching staff, you know, you have Walker White showing up on the Iron Bowl with um, you know, a, a wardrobe with everybody else's name in the class. Mm-hmm. I think I think when you see that leadership from the quarterback, from the first recruit, I think that makes a big difference in a me-oriented uh, draft class and a team-oriented draft class. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and I think, too, to kind of go back to my previous point, I think that has, again, that's the more of the positive effect of like, wow, that's something if I'm a recruit, right? That's something I want to be a part of. doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the school I'm currently committed to or the school that I'm currently predicted to go to. But if they're doing something really good over there in Auburn, maybe I want to go be a part of that compared to maybe what's less of where I'm committed to right now. I think you're exactly right. I think you're exactly right. Anyway, enjoyed it. The other comment I had from this weekend that may be about as good of a performance by an Auburn team as I've seen in basketball, maybe since the Final Four run. Yeah, that was a very compelling end of the first half and and beginning of the second half away from Neville Arena, where frankly Auburn struggled as of late uh, in recent years. But very very pleased with the effort Saturday. No, I'm with you on that, John, and I appreciate the call, man. It's great to hear Thank from you. you. 334-321-1390. To comment on that quickly, that game for Auburn basketball in Atlanta against Indiana, that reminded me of the North Carolina NCAA tournament game where it was it was a it was a fight for a while and then you pulled away, right? And then you kind of put it on them there late. And you know, you had you had some of the games in there where you're playing literally the biggest names in the history of college basketball and the biggest blue bloods that there are. But if you remember in some of those games, it wasn't always just the beatdowns, right? And and I think Auburn in that NCAA tournament, they had to fight a little bit. New Mexico State, they almost lost in the very first game. And then Kansas was a route. North Carolina was tough, but then they pulled away late. That's what Saturday reminded me of. You got punched in the mouth and then you came back and showed your dominance. That just happened to be in a neutral side in the regular season. The final four was a little bit different story. So John, thanks so much for the call on the back on the football side of things. That's an interesting comment about, about Georgia 
And what I'll say to that is I think John has a potential to be right. And I think he is not alone in that. And I have kind of hinted at this over the last couple of months when we have these conversations. The fact that I just don't think in today's game of college football, you're not going to see the dominance of a 15, 20-year dynasty like we've seen in Tuscaloosa. I don't think the game is built that way anymore. I don't think the the ways that you recruit and win in college football, they're not the same as they were when Nick Saban took over in 2007, 2008, and throughout the mid-2000s, right? College football is a completely different game. You can still have tiny dynasties, and or smaller, I should say. Tiny is a bad way to put it, but smaller dynasties like Georgia has had, back-to-back national champions, number one recruiting classes, and probably should have been in the playoff this year. Like that's a that's a small dynasty, but there's a great chance for that to take a step back because the the playing field has been leveled, right? I've told you that multiple times, and so John, I think you have a, a great argument there. And if you miss out on your top quarterback prospect, one of your best players in your upcoming class here late, and he goes to Nebraska of all places, yeah, it very well could be the start of Georgia taking a step back. Then the question becomes, who steps back into that role? 334-321-1390. Give me a call. We'll talk about this and a lot more coming up here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. This is The Edge Daily with Kevin Flanagan, presented by the Orthopedic Clinic with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you. Proverbs 133 says, but whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Hi, I'm Kevin Flanagan from The Edge Daily. I've seen news stories telling us that gun sales around the country are higher than ever before. I read an article the other day about a group of ladies who all decided that with the way the world is today, they needed to buy guns. Both of these show that people are fighting for their safety and feel the need to be able to protect themselves. Hey, it's a frightening time. I'm not getting into the pro or anti-gun opinions in this devotion. I'm just interested in us reflecting for a moment on where true safety is found. I hunt a little, but if I needed either of my hunting guns quickly, I'd be out of luck. I seldom remember exactly where they are or where the ammo is. What I do know is where my true safety lies. The Bible promises in many places that God's looking out for me as I look to and live in the reality of his truth. He tells me how to live and walk wisely. As I do that, and as I place my trust firmly in him, he guarantees my safety. It's not magic. It's faith in his presence and power. There are many stories of his followers who found themselves in desperate situations, and he orchestrated their rescue. He loves to rescue his children. Today, find your safety in the hands of the Almighty and live in peace. Daniel 6.27 says, He rescues and he saves. A shout out to these Edge Partner Comedies. Domino's Point Broadband and the Auburn Network. Now, go be the edge. My joints aren't what they used to be. Routine exercise, playing ball outside with the kids, riding bikes on vacation. I never worried about keeping up. But now, my joint pain has started slowing me down. I decided to make an appointment with the orthopedic clinic. Their surgical partners had the experience, technology, and personalized approach to care that I was looking for. Best of all, it was close to home. I'm thankful I chose the orthopedic clinic. 
Don't let joint pain slow you down. Visit theorthoclinic.com and schedule your appointment today ebay motors is here for the ride so minivans sedans jdms roll out go ahead feel your engine admire that perfectly installed exhaust your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love and with ebay motors you get over 122 million parts to keep it running and with ebay guaranteed fit they'll be the perfect fit every time plus at these prices well we're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply individuals and businesses with tax problems listen carefully if you owe over ten thousand dollars in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns u.s tax shield can help you take back control the irs can seize your bank accounts garnish your paycheck close your business and file criminal charges our team of tax attorneys can stop collections and get you protected u.s tax shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today u.s tax shield is a plus rated with the bbb so call 800-494-6139 u.s tax shield 800-494-6139 on the line with Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 minutes into our number one here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins with you inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. We'll have Daryl Dapperts Double D join us an hour from now at the bottom of the hour in hour number two. And we continue to get to the phone lines with your calls. Want to hear from you. 334-321-1390. And former intern Graham from Ohio joining us on the phone lines. Hey, buddy. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. You know, just wrestling and finished up my semester. So, you know, just living life and then hanging out. How are you, man? Doing well, man. Yeah, you uh, got wrestling going on. You finished up your semester, like you said. And now you're uh, you're just having to do the whole uh, wrestler diet and eat a bunch and then starve yourself and then eat a bunch and starve yourself again, huh? Yeah, it's fun. I, you know, I really enjoy it. It really, you know, <laughs> I mean, you've only been doing it for 25 years, so... Yeah, so, you know, we're living life. That's right. Well, what's on uh, your mind, man? Yeah, so just just a few uh, different things. You know, I haven't really uh, called in in a minute. And, you know, uh, quite a few big things. Uh, you know, me, I'm an Ohio State fan, right? So you got college football playoff in general. And, yep. and you know, McCord entering the portal and, and some stuff like that. So those are really my two big ones. Just college football playoff-wise, you know, Georgia getting left out. I was just curious kind of on your thoughts on that. You know, we haven't really talked in a minute. So I was curious kind of what you thought about that decision, you know, leaving out Florida State and Georgia. Uh, my biggest thing, I guess, with it is, you know, you are the four best teams, right? I understand Florida State not getting in uh, with their quarterback being out and stuff. But I also, on that counter end, see if that was a Clemson or if that was a Nick Saban team, that team's in for sure, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and that's what it no, that's what it comes down to. And, you know, it's something that that's been my biggest talking point is – uh, the fact that the college football playoff, it's not about getting the best teams in. It's not about getting the most deserving teams in. It's about getting the teams that make the most money in. And let's be honest, Florida State brings money. And I'm not just talking the hotels and the tickets and all that. I'm talking the thing that makes the most money, the television and the radio. Those are the things that make the most money and drive college football. And so Florida State was going to bring that money but nobody can argue the fact that an Alabama makes more money than a Florida State without their quarterback. And a Nick Saban team with a chance to win another national championship, a possibility of him retiring at the end of the season, I don't know if that's the case, but it very well could be, right? All of those storylines from the SEC 
make more financial sense for the college football playoff than a Florida State team without their starting quarterback. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But that's how college football rolls. And so I knew if they were going to leave Florida State out, and I knew there was not a chance they were going to leave an SEC team out. It did surprise me that they left Georgia out with their only loss being to that Alabama team in the SEC championship. And I think there's a better argument there now as we've been removed from this for a week or so. But, yeah, it was it was crazy. And then to your team for, for the Buckeyes, I mean, their only loss was to one of the best teams in the country by a possession on the whole year, and they get left out. I know it's tough, but I think that says more about the Big Ten's conference as a whole than it does for the Buckeyes. No, I agree, and I knew, I mean, I knew, you know, really once we lost that, you know, it was pretty unlikely, you know, we needed a few things to happen as far as, you know, a Texas and a Bama and some of them, you know, we really needed the top teams to win and everybody right in front of us to lose. So, I mean, I pretty much knew we, we would be out as far as that goes. Um, I just, I don't know, I that and looking in retrospect, right, going to this 12 team, going from four all the way to 12, to me almost seems like too much. I don't know. I, I I thought 12 would be good, but now that I don't know that I've thought about it, I think maybe more of a six or an eight. I think when you get to 12, it may just get a little too watered down, right? And it makes makes the season longer. Uh, are they cutting down any regular season games for that? Do you know? Uh, as of right now, no. And I think that's something that they're going to end up having to do. I want them to cut out one of those um you know most big power five teams especially in the sec they play three of those non-conference people call them the cupcake games right where they pay a school to come and play i know it affects those yeah i know it affects those schools if you cut that out because a lot of those schools use that money to fund their football program but like auburn and alabama and ohio state and michigan all those teams like if they're going to be playing more games in the playoff and and playing longer seasons you're going to have to cut that out or cut out conference championship games like something's going to have to be done it's the same way or the same argument that the nfl players are making they don't win that argument but how they keep adding more games in the nfl the players aren't happy about it but guess what more games bring more money and that drives it all right no no for sure um but then also, too, I just think 12 maybe, you know, you take, like, that first round, it's like, do they even play the whole game with their starters and stuff? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you say, I guess if I'm looking, so what, 5 and 12 would play? So Florida State playing Oklahoma, I guess that's not as bad. But, you know, some of those years you get a two-lane squeaking in and playing, like, Ohio State round one, it's like, I don't know. I feel like just some of those games, and we've even seen it, you know, in the top four, really, where we, we may pick the wrong team to get in and they get blown out. Mm-hmm. But it's like that first round with the whole 12 teams doesn't, maybe doesn't seem as exciting as people would have thought, you know, when we, they first announced that it'd be 12 teams. Yeah, and, you know, that's really where the, I guess, the comparison of college football to the NFL, right, when when you start looking at, okay, you have a handful, sometimes too many NFL teams now that make it into the into the playoffs, but they at least have a chance, right? Because the NFL and how balanced it is and how good those players are, right? When you compare that to college football where there is a significant gap in the top few teams compared to everybody else, even in the top 25. And so here and there, every now and then, you're going to have that big upset. A team's going to make a run, and they're going to, just like you see in the basketball world, but football's a lot harder to do that, Graham. You know that. And so um, I think you're going to see that every now and then, but I still think it'll be in the 12-team playoff. I would be willing to bet 
and it's not a this is not a hot take here. It's a pretty simple take. It'll be probably from those top six to eight teams that typically win the national championship once we get to that twelve team playoff. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. I just I don't know. I was kind of thinking out loud, um, and I know I only got a few more minutes here before break. But my last thing, uh, I actually was kind of looking into it uh, myself. Uh, you know, with McCord leaving, right? So, do you have any? Uh, speculation. I know you follow, you know, the portal and stuff a lot more than I do. Any idea on kind of both sides, like where McCord may end up versus, you know, maybe who we get? Um, I've seen some stuff. Maybe is it Washington State quarterback Cam mm-hmm. Ward? Yeah, yeah, Cam I've Ward. Heard a lot of speculation about him to, to him to him to Ohio State. Um, I personally, as a Buckeyes fan, you know, I would like to get somebody else in there. Uh, I believe what Devin Brown is that our, our number two guy, or I guess our starter now. I was not very impressed with him myself. Yeah. So I just was curious what you if you've seen anything or have heard anything as far as that goes. Yeah, you know, uh, Cam Ward has been an interesting one. It's actually had some, some buzz around Auburn being interested in Cam Ward, too. And um, yeah, I've seen some stuff about Ohio State being interested. He's a good quarterback, and I think he's going to – I mean, he, he'll go somewhere – where he can be the guy, and I think that's what's important there. Kyle McCord is interesting because before you came on, we were talking about Nebraska and flipping or possibly trying to flip Dylan Rayola, the top quarterback commit for Georgia right now. That's the smoke I'm hearing about Kyle McCord is Nebraska and a Big Ten school for sure, and then Nebraska seems to be the place to go uh, for him, and that seems to be the leader in the clubhouse as far as I'm concerned. And wow. and look, I, I'm not a Kyle McCord guy. I wasn't. I'm with you. I wasn't overly impressed, but I think he could go and start right away in Nebraska. And they're pulling in some 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 talent. And Matt Rule is a heck of a coach, man. So that's what I've seen. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but that's sort of the smoke I've seen so far. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Kyle McCord's a bum by any means or a terrible quarterback. I just, I don't know. He just maybe didn't fit in our scheme or maybe just, I don't know. It just, you know, something seemed off, I think, this year for the Buckeyes uh, on that offensive end compared to, you know, the year three or four quarterbacks prior. Mm-hmm. So, um, but all right. Well, cool, man. Well, yeah, that's interesting. I'll, I'll keep listening. Uh, I may call in again this week because, like I said, I got nothing going on. So. Awesome. Love it, man. Hey, great to talk to you, G, and, uh, and I appreciate you calling in, man. Sounds good, man. Take care. 334-321-1390, former intern Graham calling in, talking a little college football, and he brings up the Buckeyes, and that's a great segue because you have, or you had, I should say, you had a Buckeye in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony with an average quarterback in Kyle McCord. I think he can be a better quarterback. I just think he was an average quarterback at Ohio State. And Graham's right. I think there was just something off about that. And what you hate to see is the fact that Kyle McCord just didn't have a great year, and he had a Heisman finalist at the wide receiver spot. And I think Ohio State wasted Marvin Harrison Jr. I do. He is the best receiver in college football. It's not even close. Imagine if he would have been on a team. Let's say he had Bo Nix or Michael Penix or Jaden Daniels, one of the other Heisman finalists, on his as his quarterback. Could you imagine? You would have seen another wide receiver win the Heisman Trophy. I feel that confident. If one of those three gentlemen were his quarterback, he would have won the Heisman Trophy, I think. Because I think he's that good. But he didn't win. He was there, but he was not he did not win. And intern Michaela, show producer Michaela, on her final day here with us on the show, 
Finally, the moment she's been waiting for all season, she finally gets to brag about being right about Jane Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner for 2023. I think it was the right choice. I think it was the right decision. It could have been him or Michael Penix. I would have been happy with either one. Those are your two guys, though, Michaela. And Jane Daniels wins the Heisman Trophy. So congratulations. You were right. It's fine. You were right. Go ahead. I know you got stuff to say. Go for it. Yeah, I said last week I'll I'll only come back in this week if Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman, <laughs> so I can brag about being right. Um, I think the week leading into it, it was pretty obvious, especially when Bo Nix lost that game, that he was yeah. the clear favorite. But when I was saying it for the whole second half of the season, I think it had to have been the beginning of the Alabama game before he got hurt that I was like, there's no way this guy shouldn't win the Heisman. And then when it came down to the end of the season, his stats just proved that he should win it. There was no reason for him to not. You could even see on all their faces, they were all like, this man's winning it. I mean, they kind of knew. And there was a graphic, I think, I think it was Saturday Down South that posted it on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. And it was his numbers compared to previous Heisman winners. And he was ranked first in like almost everything. Oh, I found the graphic. It was like 17 categories. He was like ranked first in or tied for first. Yeah. Fourth. Compared to other Heisman Trophy yeah, winners. Yes, so I was reading it to my dad the other day and he was like, Holy wow. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. And here's what's so, I mean, he he legitimately, and I know this is the first time we talked about the Heisman Trophy on the show. We mentioned it yesterday, but first time that we've gotten to talk about it since it happened on Saturday night. And you look at the numbers that Jaden Daniels and that LSU offense put up. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of the best seasons it's ever. The highest scoring offense in the country. Yeah. They just can't play defense, unfortunately. Which is something that the 2019 LSU team had. They had they had NFL guys on that defense, and that mm-hmm. still wasn't even a great defense. It was it was solid for sure. But that offense will be talked about in the it will it'll go down as one of the best in history of college football. The 2019 LSU team. But you have to put this LSU team in the argument as well when you start comparing the numbers. And I think Jaden, or I know that Jaden Daniels did it with less talent than what Joe Burrow had. And he was flirting statistically with Joe Burrow's stats, and people treat Joe Burrow like he was the king. So there was no reason to not have him up there. That makes two LSU quarterbacks in the last, what is it, what would it be, four or five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, four Taking years. Heisman. Yeah, well, how do you feel about Michael Penix not winning it? I know you were excited that Jaden Daniels won it. How do you feel that Penix didn't get it? If you separate, if you take Jaden Daniels out, I mean, it would have been Penix mm-hmm. by a mile. But, and, and look, Penix had a great year. He had a fantastic year. One of the best years we've seen in a long time, but it's tough to it's tough to to win it when you had Jane Daniels doing his thing. Right. I think statistically he just didn't match up, but the only thing that he had that Jane Daniels didn't was that big win over Oregon. Well, I guess he would have two wins over Oregon, which is both impressive, but I think because of a few bumps he hit in the road this season is why he didn't and you kind of just gotta go based off stats. When you're putting up the highest scoring offense, how can you not win it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And here's what's crazy. This was talked about at length in the in the Heisman Trophy ceremony on Saturday. Um, but the fact that three of the four Heisman finalists, all three quarterbacks, were big time transfers, right, in multiple years in their system, like or multiple year quarterbacks, right. And that's just if that doesn't tell you where college football is right now, nothing else will. Which how poetic is it that two years ago when Jaden Daniels left Arizona State. All of his teammates cleaned out his locker and said, that? "Clean his." Yeah, this guy's stuff trash. Yeah, out. yeah, he get sucks him out. anyway. So, yeah, how poetic is it to come back two years later and put that in their faces? Yeah, and for the people that I think I mentioned this yesterday, for the people that were not satisfied with his Heisman speech, 
get a life. Get a life. Like if you if that is your biggest gripe on social media that you weren't satisfied and his speech wasn't emotional enough for you, you're a loser. Go find something else to do. Like, oh my gosh, you're well, picking apart a kid's Heisman Trophy speech. Seriously, you, know you can't do anything right these days in this world. I know, I know. Well, and he came out thanking his O line in the first sentence. Yeah, he thanked his so O line. Don't say he wasn't a leader, not a team player. He came out thanking every single other person. Yeah, and on he his thanked. Team. And I thought this was classy too. He thanked the people at Arizona State first because that's where he started, right? I mean, he thanked those guys, his coaches, mm-hmm. his teammates there. Talked about his offensive line. Talked about his coaches. Of course, he ended with his family. He got emotional there like i don't know i don't know what else you're supposed to do but um i found an article and we'll, we'll go through this before we go to break it's from uh koki riley on the daily advertiser down in lafayette in in louisiana here are the comparisons of burrow to daniels in their heisman seasons okay in 12 regular season games burrow and i'm reading from the article here it says burrow holds a slight edge over daniels and let me make sure this was written this was to say okay all right yeah so this was right before the heisman ceremony so these stats are up to date uh, it says daniels uh trailed burrow barely in percentage and touchdown passes burrow threw for 44 touchdown passes and completed 78% of his passes during the regular season while Jaden Daniels threw 40 touchdowns and was 72% completion. So four less touchdowns and 6% less on the completion percentage. But here's where Jaden Daniels destroyed Burrow. It was on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Daniels, it says, was the best running quarterback in college football, leading the FBS in rushing yards amongst quarterbacks with 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground where burrow had 250 yards and three touchdowns so total burrow had 47 and daniels had 50 and he had about 700 more total yards than joe, than joe burrow did so which joe burrow that lsu team had 14 players taken in the draft that year and 12 went on to start in the nfl so i think Jaden daniels did more with less yeah. Joe Burrow did. Burrow had 4,600 total yards, That's and Daniels had 4,900. That's a guy I'd want on my team in the NFL come next season. Yeah, I'll see. It's curious, or I'm curious on how he's going to do in the NFL. He's got, the, the, the bad thing that people said about him <clears throat> before he came to LSU was he's scrawny, right? He's skinny. He's going to die in the SEC. That didn't happen. Very well could happen in the, in the, or in the uh, NFL. Good thing is he's tall. He's tall, and he can at least see over the offensive line compared to Bryce Young, who is just bombing right now in the NFL. So um, you wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about that. Congratulations, Michaela. Your guy, one of your two guys won the Heisman. You had a 50-50 shot and you got there. Um, And so uh, congratulations to you. Congratulations to Jaden Daniels. We'll take our final break. Come back and wrap up hour number one. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. We'll wrap up the first hour. Get into the second hour when we come back here on ESPN 106.7. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Stop what you're doing. Okay, don't just stop if you're driving, but stop driving the direction you're going and drive to Pig Enterprises so we can get you behind the wheel of the vehicle you've been dreaming about. At Pig Enterprises, we not only believe in providing you with an easy vehicle buying experience, but we also believe in providing you with an experience tailor-made for you and getting you into the vehicle of your dreams. Exactly what you want and need with zero stress. Now, we all could use a little less stress in 
our lives. Am I right? Shop online at P-I-G-G-E-N-T.com or drive on over today and see our award-winning team in person. Inventory changes daily. Don't let your dream car pass you by. Let our team get you behind the wheel. Simple, fast, no pressure. Consider it a quick detour on your trip and you'll arrive happier than you could have imagined when you left the house today. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. I'm a pretty great multitasker. I can wash dishes and do laundry. I can roller skate while walking my dog. I can even order lunch while doing my homework. But I can't use my phone while driving. A distracted driver is one of the leading causes of death in the United States. So when it comes to driving, please, don't be a multitasker. Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Noble here with Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air. You know all about the 12 days of Christmas, but what about the 12 days of Dixie? We're giving away great prizes. Just go to Facebook.com slash Dixie Electric Plumbing Air and comment on the daily prize post using the hashtag 12 Days of Dixie, and you are automatically entered. The winner's name is posted on Facebook the following day at 9 a.m. The 12 Days of Dixie is going on right now. Since number 15033. Hey everybody, this is Jacob Goetz, host of On the Line here on ESPN 106.7. This week's Orthopedic Clinic High School Player of the Week is Lee Scott Academy Basketball's Hayden Harper. The sophomore point guard had 40 total points in two games last week versus Macon East and Deerfield Windsor, including a game winner on Friday night over the nights of Deerfield Windsor. Hayden Harper, your Orthopedic Clinic High School Player of the Week. The Orthopedic Clinic is East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you online at theorthoclinic.com. ESPN 1067 celebrates the season of giving with the 12 days of Christmas. Merry Christmas! 12 prizes, 12 sponsors, 12 chances for you to win. Prizes include a Nature's Love product gift basket, a Dyson Humdinger from Dina Thompson Home Leak Realty, a prize pack from Tanology, and a 50 inch Spark TV from the Orthopedic Clinic. To enter, text the word 12 to 59925. That's the word 12 to 59925. Data rates may apply. Or register at ESPNAU.com. While you're there, see rules for all of our contests. Prizes awarded each weekday through December 16th. A new prize, a new winner every day. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Celebrate and win with ESPN 1067. On the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up hour number one here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Probably don't have time in this segment, but of course we can get you to start the second hour, whatever you want to talk about. 334-321-1390. Had some great calls so far today uh, talking Auburn football. We've gotten a lot of the uh, transfer portal recruiting stuff talked about. We'll get into some more of that in the second hour because lots of topics today have been about and been surrounding just the state of college football. We talked about this a lot, but I just think it is, it's just so interesting on where we are 
in the sports. Because again, here's what coaches are dealing with right now. Okay, and here we'll, we'll talk about Hugh Freeze specifically. He's dealing with the transfer portal, guys leaving and coming, right? He's dealing with high school recruiting for trying to finalize his 2024 class for the early signing period and working on future recruiting classes. Oh, yeah, he's also working on bowl practice and preparing for a bowl game and maybe trying to get Auburn to win a bowl game for the first time in the last few times. All of that happening at the same time. Christmas is coming up. What a horrible time. It's a tough job, man. They earn the millions and millions of dollars now. It's just tough, man. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some more updates for Auburn. Maybe get into some college basketball. Plus, Double D, Daryl Daprich joins us in hour number two. And would love for you to be a part of it as well. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two coming up. Hey, everybody, this is Jacob Goins, voice of the Lee Scott Warriors. Join me all basketball season long on the home of Lee Scott Academy Basketball, Tiger Country 104.5 on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Find the broadcast schedule and listen live at TigerCountry.net. Lee Scott Academy Basketball on Tiger Country 104.5 is presented by the Orthopedic Clinic and Auburn Express Towing. Also by Russell Building Supplies, the Gouge Performing Arts Center, and Auburn Bank. Tune in to the home of Lee Scott Academy Basketball, Tiger Country 104.5, part of the Auburn Network's family of Hey sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, I cannot resist. It's the conversation of the week when it comes to sports. That's right, the College Football Selection Committee. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who your team is or who you think should or shouldn't be in. Kind of the statement we're hearing across the board is, it's not fair. It's not fair they got in. It's not fair they got left out. Everybody's talking about fair this and fair that. Well, I got news for each and every one of us. Life is not fair unless you argue, you know that God is not fair? You say, what do you mean God's not fair? You know, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. You know, it's not fair that God allows you and I to continue to live even though we have sinned against him. It's not fair that he had to send his son to shed his blood for our sins. So when we talk about it's not fair this team or that team, maybe we ought to step back and say, you know, it's not fair that God would give me grace and mercy. It's not fair that Jesus had to do what he had to do for my sins. Y'all have a great day. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal defense, DUI, and personal injury. Alsterbrook Law Group can help you. 114 North Knight Street in downtown Opelika, serving Lee County and the surrounding areas for over 10 years. Remember, if you want someone that has your back, call Zach. 737-3718. Big city experience, small town values. Alsterbrook Law Group. No representation is made that the quality of services to be performed is the greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. I'm slash J-O-Y. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goetz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on this Tuesday, December 12th, a sunny Tuesday. Got a little warmer as the day went on. It was chilly this morning, uh, but it's got a little warmer as the day has gone on. I love it, man. I love this weather, love this temperature. Getting cold at night, though, um, but I do love it. And so I hope you're doing well on this Tuesday as we get into our number two here on On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm your man, Jacob Goins, with you on ESPN 1067. If you missed any of our number one, you can go and catch up with the podcast. You can find it one of two ways. Our station website at ESPNAU.com. Or you can go and just search on the line wherever you get your audio podcast. We post it right after the show each and every day. So be sure that you go and find that. We talked some Auburn football on hour number one. Uh, talked the transfer portal. Talked high school recruiting. Talked uh, some transfer portal things outside of Auburn uh, some of the bigger news and announcements there with Riley Leonard transferring from Duke to Notre Dame I know there was some some buzz there about Auburn being in that conversation and so talked about that in the first hour uh, we talked some Heisman Trophy in the first hour as well and so Lots of great talk and had some great calls in the first hour as well. So if you missed any of that, you can catch up with the podcast at ESPNAU.com. Coming up here in hour number two, want to talk some more football. We'll get into some basketball as well. And then uh, Double D, Daryl Daprich will join us coming up at 3.30. Excited to talk to him once again, our regular Tuesday guest. We'll get him on the phones and talk about all things Auburn. But until then, phone lines are still open. Give us a call. What's on your mind on a Tuesday afternoon? Would love to get uh, get you on the show and talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. 334-321-1390. I'm here in the Auburn Plaza Bar and lounge studio and a lot of the things we talked about in the first hour that i want to recap on here is auburn football and the transfer portal when you look at the uh, the live tracker right the guys that are in the portal from auburn uh the newest one as of today uh that's there's only one real update uh so far this afternoon and really, yeah, this afternoon is Austin Osbury, the, the safety, the DB that is in uh, in the transfer portal as of today. And Auburn's still only commitment from the transfer portal uh, in 
in this cycle is Robert Lewis, the wide receiver from Georgia State. The Tigers did pick up an offensive tackle from a JUCO, uh, from the JUCO ranks, so that is exciting as well. And Auburn continues to push for big offensive and defensive linemen in recruiting and in the transfer portal. That's just so big, man. It's so big to go after those types of guys always, no matter what. But the big conversation in the transfer portal for Auburn this offseason is going to be, and of course it's going on right now, is the quarterback spot. And the big question that people like me and shows like this one are talking about and podcast and, and whatever, does Auburn or should Auburn go and get a quarterback in the transfer portal? That's the question. And I want to hear from you. What do you think? Because I've heard I've heard every answer out there. I've heard every perspective, and I want to hear more. And I want to hear which camp you're in. Which side are you on? And I think there's more than just two sides, yes or no. I think there's a there's multiple different answers to this question. Because I've seen the people that are no, we don't need a transfer portal quarterback. I believe in Peyton Thorne, I believe in Walker White, I believe in Holden Gurner if he stays, right? I believe in the guys that are here. I've also seen the people that have said, we have got to go get a quarterback if you're Auburn. You have to get a guy in the transfer portal, and then you can start branching off of that, and you can say, well, we have to get a guy, we have to get a starter right now. We have to get a starter because Auburn doesn't have a good one. Peyton Thorne's not good enough. The young guys aren't good enough. Or... I've heard this too, where if you go in the portal, you go and get somebody to push the room to help compete, kind of like Alabama did this past offseason with their transfer portal additions. And then there's also people that have said, well, I think Auburn should look at the transfer portal, and if there's a quarterback that just makes sense, then maybe you pick him up. But if you don't get one, it maybe won't be the end of the world. And that's kind of where I sit. I'm going to be honest with you here. That's kind of where I sit is I don't necessarily think Auburn has to have a guy in the transfer portal at the quarterback spot. I don't. I don't think that's a just 100% necessity. I do think, though, however, that if you find one that can help your room be better or potentially win the starting job and it makes sense for you to go get him, then yeah. If you have the funds, which is crazy that that's a factor in all of this now with NIL, Right, If you have the money to pay them and you have the scholarship and you have the room and all that, then sure, go and get that guy. And I think a lot of people wanted that to be Riley Leonard. I think a lot of people wanted that to be the Duke quarterback transfer who committed to Notre Dame today. And I'm curious on where you stand on that as well. Are you mad? Are you upset That Auburn didn't get Riley Leonard? Are you not worried about it? Do you even know who Riley Leonard is? (laughs) Right? I mean, there's, there's a lot of perspectives on that, too. And I don't think anybody's wrong in the sense of the conversation, Auburn has to have a quarterback or Auburn doesn't have to have a quarterback or they should or they shouldn't or whatever. I don't think anybody's wrong there because it's your personal opinion. But what Auburn ends up doing is going to be really interesting. And there's been multiple quarterbacks that have floated around here. Right, there have been multiple names. Riley Leonard's not the only one. Cam Ward was brought up in the first hour from Washington State. There have been numerous names to pop up here. 
And so if you have an option, if you have a pick, if you have a favorite, who is it? I want to hear. Let's let's compile a list from our listeners of the quarterback. If you're in the camp of Auburn, should go get one right now. Who should they go after? 334-321-1390. We'll get to Terry on the phone lines. Terry, what's up, man? Happy Tuesday. Hey, Jack, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. What's on your mind? Jay, let me bring up a point that very few people have pointed out. Now, I, now I don't know this, okay? Now, I'm not a Peyton Thorne apologist, and I did have some problems with some things he did at times last year. I thought he ducked out of bounds early a few times, and I thought uh, he he wouldn't throw the ball away. He just wouldn't. He'd just take a sack and throw the ball away. But I will say this. Um, guys have seen – I know Jaden Daniels did. They just won the Heisman Trophy. And I'm not sure. I think Joe Burrow may have. Go through the spring. And he may be a totally different person doing that. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really important factor that I we we talked about that at the beginning of the season, right? We talked about the fact of okay, it may take a couple of games for Peyton Thorne to get comfortable, to get set, right, to learn this offense and to learn his guys because through the summer. I mean, you can go and do individual workouts and stuff, but you can't be on the field officially practicing with the team. And then once you get into fall practice, you have that set amount, and it's 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 not very many. And yeah, so they do, Jay. You have ninety thousand people yelling at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're out in the back of the facility with all you have is the music playing. So yeah, it, it takes a while for that to happen. And look, I've said this numerous times, and I'll continue to say it. Peyton Thorne got better as the year went on. Peyton Thorne got better as a quarterback throughout this season. What does he look like with a whole offseason now, right, with the bowl game, with the spring, like you mentioned, and then the summer workouts and back into a fall practice? And does that look like, or I guess what does that look like if nobody else comes in through the portal or if there is somebody threatening that job that's not a youngin' that's coming in right now? Now, see, I think you need better wide receiver play and better offensive line protection. I I support that for sure. Um, um, I mean, I've never seen a coach address the offensive line. I, you know, there's a there was a there was a better chance of of whatever Gus Malzahn addressing the offensive line. He, he just did, which I could not believe. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a fan of that. That's for sure. And look, I think I think Hugh Freeze knows that. I mean, he he has had good offensive lines everywhere he's been because he's had good quarterbacks wherever he's been, and they've had good protection. And we know his receivers that have played under him at his time at Ole Miss and Liberty. So, yeah, I'm not worried about that. And we know what the receiver room is going to look like and what the potential of it could be next season. Yeah, well, if Auburn could flip Ryan Williams, who knows? I mean, you got to get the offensive line, but so the quarterback can get on the ball. So that's that's what's saying. I, you know, Jacob, you can look into that. I don't know. I know Jalen Daniels did, but did Joe Burrow go through the spring? He, I know he's a junior. He was terrible. After he transferred from, senior, he was unstoppable. from Ohio State? Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to look that up to, to, to double-check on that because I don't know that confidently. But you can see how much of a difference it makes when they do. Made a huge difference. Yeah, Jalen Daniels was, I thought, was the best player in the country this year. Uh, yeah, I think he was by by a pretty good margin. I think Michael Penix was there behind him, but yeah, Jane Daniels and of course winning the Heisman trophies proves that. But... I'm sorry, the difference is Jacob is, is is I think Washington could have been decent, maybe eight and fade fourteen without Penix. I think without without Jane Daniels, LSU six and six or five and seven. Yep, that's exactly right, and that's what the Heisman Trophy should be about. It's what the MVP trophy in any sport should be about. It's the most valuable player. Not the best, right? Not the most flashy or the most athletic. 
It's the most valuable player. And what I what I deem as valuable is if you take that guy off that team and you place an average person at that position, what's the difference in their record and their performance? Or who ESPN wants to give it to. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I appreciate it, Jacob. Have thanks, a good day. Thanks, Terry. 334-321-1390. What you got? I think my perspective on this whole thing, I don't think we're getting one of these big names that's in the portal right now. And unless we think we really have a chance, I don't think it's worth putting in the money, the effort, when we can be looking around trying to put the pieces together and everywhere else that the team's lacking. And I I liked what I saw from Payne at the end of the season. I think he can look a lot better after a season of development, especially under Hugh Freeze. We saw how he did with Malik Willis. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of guys were excited for him to come down here. And then I think with Walker White coming in, I think with one of those guys, you can definitely develop them. I think Peyton can develop after this offseason. I think he's seen what it's like to play in the SEC now and how much different it is from where he came from. And, you know, just the way I saw him in the Iron Bowl, I saw him, looked him right in the eyes, and he looked angry, like ready to play. And so I think unless you could really go get these big names and they're really wanting to come here, I don't think it's worth trying to throw all this money at them. But I think if the right guy's there, definitely go get him. Don't just sit back and do nothing but i do think we have the talent to develop here already yeah i think so too and i think that that's a that's a something you have to take into consideration with with peyton thorne and with this offense is a he's going to have such a big step up in receiving next year it's it's unbelievable and then i think the same way with the offensive line i mean man you just had connor lou win or get freshman all-american from the 247 sports rankings i mean that's your guy that's going to be up front with a lot of returning guys who i think are going to be better than they were this year i look at two tall miller in that aspect as well so yeah, Peyton Thorne is all, he's going to be more experienced, have better receivers. I think he'll have better offensive line play, and his running back room is still going to be stacked. Mm-hmm. And if all of that can come together, yeah, I think Peyton Thorne is probably your guy. And you, Michaela, you were mentioning some of the the big names that are in the portal. I'm not, I'm going to list them off based off of where they rank as of right now. This doesn't mean that they are considering Auburn or anything like that. I'm just looking through some of those big names. You have Dante Moore, Cam Ward, who we mentioned, uh, Will Howard from Kansas State, Riley Leonard, of course, committed to Notre Dame today. The Brock Vandegrift stuff was really interesting. He transferred from Georgia and picked Kentucky, who, by the way, Kentucky's picking up some big-time players in the in the transfer portal if you haven't picked up on that recently. Um, you have um, you have the Kyle McCord, who his crystal ball is now 100% to Nebraska, which is crazy. Um, Will Rogers going to, to Washington. So there's a lot of big names that were out there, but a lot of these guys have already committed. And so I think it comes back to this. I said it before, and I'll say it again. If there's somebody there that makes sense – and wants to come to Auburn and you have the funds and the the capability to bring him on, do it. But if you don't, I don't think it's the end of the world. I really don't. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I think between between Peyton Thorne, Holden Gurner, and Walker White coming in, I think you're going to be fine. Would I love a guy like Will Rogers? Yes. Would I love a guy yeah, like Cam Sure. But if we're not getting him, go get weapons, go get protection. Let him develop, and I think that's what you need. Yeah, and Build I think off the quarterbacks you have. Exactly, I, I think that's what. I, if I were to give a prediction, I feel like that's Auburn. That's what they'll do, um, especially with some of these guys. With the Riley Leonard stuff today, with that falling through, I think, and going and him going to Notre Dame, I think that kind of tells you where Auburn sits. Where 
in my opinion, it just seems like that's where they are. Like, we're going to reach out and kind of find some, some, you know, at least put out some feelers, but we're not just going to fly the private jet up there and talk to this kid and he has to come to Auburn. I think it's it's more of a, well, we'll throw some feelers out there. If they're interested, we'll see where it goes. But if it falls through, we're not going to run home and cry about it. I think we're going to be fine. So I think that's where Auburn sits transfer portal-wise for the quarterback. But I want to hear from you as well. 334-321-1390. If we get calls about that, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll talk a little college basketball when we come back here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Since 1996, CMC Signing and Contracting has been serving the Auburn Opelika community with their wide range of products and services in residential construction and renovations. Auburn alumni Clay Cardone and his crew pride themselves on customer service and the highest quality of work. Whether you're in need of new siding, eave trim, new gutters, vinyl replacement windows, or an addition and renovation, CMC Signing and Contracting has it all. Give them a call at 334-728-0400. That's 334-728-0400. Or visit them online at cmcsiding.com. Hey everybody, this is Jacob Goetz, voice of the Lee Scott Warriors. Join me all basketball season long on the home of Lee Scott Academy Basketball, Tiger Country 104.5 on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Find the broadcast schedule and listen live at TigerCountry.net. Lee Scott Academy Basketball on Tiger Country 104.5 is presented by the Orthopedic Clinic and Auburn Express Towing. Also by Troy Bank and Trust, the Car Stereo Shop, and Four Seasons Federal Credit Union. Tune in to the home of Lee Scott Academy Basketball, Tiger Country 104.5, part of the Auburn Network's family of stations. My mom doesn't get out much these days. She stays home more than I think is good for her. But I found a wonderful resource that's helped her get out and around people. Lee Russell Senior Centers. They have activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments. With eight senior centers in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Mojapoka, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell, there's one convenient for everybody. If you or someone you care for, age 60 and over, would love some company, visit a senior center Monday through Friday, 9 to 1. The activities, nutritious meals, exercise, education, information, and companionship with other older adults can brighten anyone's day. Like they have moms. Transportation is free, too, from home and back by LRPT and PEX. Great things are happening at senior centers. Find out more or volunteer at 334-749-5264. Lee Russell Council of Governments. One more way they're helping. Hey, sports fans, Jeff Myers here, First Baptist Church of Opelika. Well, I cannot resist. It's the conversation of the week when it comes to sports. That's right, the College Football Selection Committee. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who your team is or who you think should or shouldn't be in. Kind of the statement we're hearing across the board is it's not fair. It's not fair they got in. It's not fair they got left out. Everybody's talking about fair this and fair that. Well, I got news for each and every one of us. Life is not fair unless you argue, you know that God is not fair? You say, what do you mean God's not fair? You know, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. You know, it's not fair that God allows you and I to continue to live even though we have sinned against him. It's not fair that he had to send his son to shed his blood for our sins. So when we talk about it's not fair this team or that team, maybe we ought to step back and say, you know, it's not fair that God would give me grace and mercy. It's not fair that Jesus had to do what he had to do for my sins. Y'all have a great day. You are on the line. On ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. 
Back inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio here on ESPN 106.7. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. Got a couple of minutes here in this segment before we take a break and get to Daryl Daprich on the phone lines. He'll join us coming up in a few minutes, and so I will get to him at the bottom of the hour as we do each and every Tuesday. But uh, phone lines are still open. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Anything on your mind here on a Tuesday afternoon. I want to get into a little college basketball. We're going to talk Auburn basketball specifically with Daryl coming up in a few minutes. But I do want to get to that shortly. But, man, if you haven't been keeping up with college basketball and the games that are happening and just all the results that are going on, college basketball is drunk. I mean, it is ridiculous right now. If you're ranked in the top 25, that's a place you don't really want to be. Or if you're anywhere near it, you don't really want to be there right now because it's like it's cursed almost. There are very few teams that are undefeated in college basketball right now. I mean very few, like less than 10 that are left undefeated in college basketball. I'll say this, Arizona is the number one team in the country that is a really good team. I mean, Arizona is legit. If you watch them, they are really good. I'm not buying into the hype, though. I'm not going to do it. I don't care if they're undefeated come March, come Selection Sunday. They burn me every time. They burn me every year in the NCAA tournament. I'm not doing it. I'm not picking them to go to the Final Four until they prove it. I will gladly be wrong about that because I've gotten burned so many times on stupid Arizona, I can't oh, I can't stand it. Kansas, they're a good team. They play Indiana this Saturday, a team that, of course, Auburn just waxed. And so you've got them. Uh, Houston's still an undefeated team. Um, the SEC is struggling, okay? The SEC is struggling. The latest top 25 in college basketball, the SEC has a whopping two. Two teams in the top 25. That includes... Two teams with five combined losses. A 6-3 and three Tennessee team and a 7-2 and two Kentucky team. A Kentucky team, then in case you forgot, they lost to UNC Wilmington. And they almost lost to Penn. That was a 15-point win, but Penn was in that game until there was about seven minutes to go. Tennessee, on the other hand, they've played a little bit of a tougher schedule. I'll give them credit. But they're still 6-3. and three. And those three losses were three in a row to some really good teams. And they've bounced back since then. They lost to number two, Purdue. They lost to number one, Kansas. And they lost to number 17, North Carolina. Those are all good losses. I don't like to use that term very often, but those are good losses. Okay? I hate to say that because I've, I've been on this show before and said there are no such, thing, such things as good losses. But... When you lose to number two, number one, number 17, that's that's a tough stretch. You did bounce back, though, however. And you beat number 20, Illinois, 86 to 79. But here's the problem. There's no other SEC teams. Everybody else has got multiple losses. And we know Auburn should have been there. Auburn should be in the top 25, especially after what they did on Saturday. If you take away... The App State loss, right? And I saw this floating around a little bit when the newest AP poll came out. Should Auburn should Auburn have been ranked anyway? Should Auburn have been ranked in the top 25 Auburn basketball, that is? 
Should they have been ranked anyway because of what happened against App State, but the way they bounced back against Indiana? I think you can make that argument. I do. I think you can make that argument. And when you look at the SEC right now, I mean, every team in here has got two or three losses just about, if not more, other than South Carolina, who took their first loss. They're 8-1. and one. You have Kentucky, who's 7-2. and two. You have Auburn, who's 6-2. and two. And oh, by the way, guess who's still undefeated? You guessed it. The Ole Miss Rebels and Allen Flanagan. They're still undefeated. Their schedule's been horrendous. Their schedule's been horrible. And they're going to be undefeated when they start SEC play. They will be. They have not played anybody. The best team they've played is Memphis and beat them by three. Ole Miss still has to play Cal, Troy, Southern Miss, and Bryant. And no offense to those schools, but Ole Miss will roll. That is a horrible non-conference schedule. And their first SEC game is on the road at Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's a tough game to start in the SEC when you haven't played an NCAA tournament team your entire non-conference schedule. I don't think that'll last. I think that'll fall out. But the original question was, should Auburn be ranked in the top 25 anyway? And you can ask a sub-question, does it really matter in the month of December? No, not really. But I think we can all agree that Auburn bounced back extremely well. Auburn, This Auburn basketball team deserves a lot of credit for what they did on Saturday. That's a very talented Indiana team. I don't know how good they're going to be. That's a talented NBA or Indiana team, though. And they've got NBA guys on that team. But Auburn played as about as good as you could play in a 30-minute stretch of basketball. First 10 minutes wasn't great, but gosh, they turned it on. They turned it on, and I've said it already, that team will not lose to anybody if they play like that. There's nobody that can run with that. You can't hang with that. And imagine if Janai Broom gets involved as well. That's a dirty team. That's a nasty team, man. Can they play like that every game? No. Can they play like that for 40 minutes every night? No. But this is a good Auburn team. And they play tomorrow night up in Huntsville, taking on a decent UNC Asheville team. Nothing crazy. Not a sleeper by any means. And then you come home and play on Sunday against Southern Cal. Oh, by the way, that's a Southern Cal team with Bronny James on it, who is now back playing college basketball after his health scare, and and we're glad to see him back and healthy and playing college basketball. Auburn has UNC Asheville, USC, Alabama State, Chattanooga, that Penn team that hung around with Kentucky, and then you open up on the road at Arkansas. If Auburn can win out in non-con play, right, what are you right now? You're 6-2. and two. That would put you at 11-2 and two coming out of non-conference play. A non-conference schedule that you played number 20 Baylor. You played Notre Dame, who I know is not good. You played Virginia Tech. Eh. You lost on the road to App State. You played Indiana. You will have played USC, and you will have played Penn. That's a good non-conference schedule. And 11-2 and two is a good record. That's a good record coming out of that. That's a battle-tested team that will be going on the road to Arkansas. But I think 
in this next five games, there's going to be a game in there where Auburn doesn't play well. Just be ready for it. Be ready for it. It very well could be on Wednesday. Tomorrow. They could take a step back. I don't think they'll do that consistently. I said this yesterday. I think this team is somewhere in between the App State performance and the Indiana performance. That's what you can expect night in and night out. But I just have a feeling that in one of these next five games, you may not get the full App State performance, but you'll have a little setback in there. I think they'll probably win the game, but just be ready for it. But this will be a battle-tested team, and this will be a top 25 team by the time you start SEC play January 6th on the road in Fayetteville. When we come back, Daryl Daprich will join us. Double D, we'll talk about basketball. We'll also talk about football. We've got a lot to talk about. And Daryl's a fan favorite, man. He goes well with our show motto. He tells it like it is and holds nothing back. Double D joins us next. Chandler here from University Ace Hardware. I moved to Auburn almost eight years ago, born and raised in Huntsville, Alabama. That's where all my family's still at. I used the excuse of coming to school to move to Auburn and uh, have not left. I started working at Ace Hardware six years ago, working in the OP department as the manager. The thing I love most about working for University Ace Hardware is the family environment, uh, making friends with new customers or customers that have been there for a while, and then the ability that they give me to help grow the business, which I enjoy a lot. Some of my favorite things to do outside of work. Really enjoy going to Auburn football games and tailgating with family and friends. This time of the year, winter, I do hunting. Uh, and then every Wednesday night, we do a bowling league with a couple other guys from work. So that's that's a fun little hobby. We're not any good at it, but we're, we, we do it. University Ace Hardware, proud member of the Auburn Opelika community since 2013, next to the movie theater in Auburn. Hey everybody, this is Jacob Goetz, host of On the Line here on ESPN 106.7. This week's Orthopedic Clinic High School Player of the Week is Lee Scott Academy Basketball's Hayden Harper. The sophomore point guard had 40 total points in two games last week versus Macon East and Deerfield Windsor, including a game winner on Friday night over the nights of Deerfield Windsor. Hayden Harper, your Orthopedic Clinic High School Player of the Week. The Orthopedic Clinic is East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you online at theorthoclinic.com. Hey everybody, this is Jacob Goetz, voice of the Lee Scott Warriors. Join me all basketball season long on the home of Lee Scott Academy Basketball, Tiger Country 104.5 on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Find the broadcast schedule and listen live at TigerCountry.net. Lee Scott Academy Basketball on Tiger Country 104.5 is presented by the Orthopedic Clinic and Auburn Express Towing. Also by Russell Building Supplies, the Gooch Performing Arts Center, and Auburn Bank. Tune in to the home of Lee Scott Academy Basketball, Tiger Country 104.5, part of the Auburn Network's Family of stations. Hey everybody, this is Jacob Goins, host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. If you ever miss a part of my show from 2 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, you can catch up with the podcast posted after every show. Find the podcast wherever you get your podcast or at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. Never miss a minute of On the Line with the podcast at ESPNAU.com. On the Line, weekday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. on ESPN 106.7. 
War Eagle, Auburn, Opelika. This is Mike Greenberg reminding you to tune in to hear my good friends Bill Cameron and Dan Peck for The Drive. Weekday afternoons 4 to 6 for the latest Auburn University sports news and commentary. Be sure to listen to Greeny every weekday morning from 9 to 11 right here on Auburn Opelika Sports Leader on the air at 106.7 FM as well as streaming online at ESPNAU.com and the ESPN 106.7 app. With Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We've got 30 more minutes here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7, and this guy does just that. He tells you like it is. He's a little outspoken sometimes, and we love that about him. Double D, Daryl Dapper's joining us on the phone lines. Daryl, great to hear from you, brother. Hope you're doing well on this Tuesday afternoon. I am doing great. I think right on top of my New Year's resolutions, I'm going to write, be less outspoken. No, 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 no. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Maybe I need to tap it down a little bit, right? No. No, you're a fan favorite because of that, Daryl. That's why we bring you on. I hear you. Well, man, I hope well, you again. Hope you're doing well, and uh, just so much to talk about on the Auburn side of things when it comes to football and with basketball. And I do want to start on the football side of things with uh, this crazy month of December, where the transfer portals open, high school recruiting still going on with early signing day next week, bowl preparation happening. I mean, what else can what else can we talk about when it comes to Auburn football? Yeah, I mean it's it's the perfect storm. I mean the fact that. You've got so many things going on at the same time. And but we talked about the, the, the portal being such a big deal, you know, for, for Auburn and, and what they were going to do in it. And then you talked, you know, we talked about early signing day being December 20th. You throw in there bowl practice and the fact that Auburn's, you know, getting ready to play a bowl game, which is important that you, that you win that bowl game, especially with the, I think the, the way that they've kind of not, performed at such a high level the last couple bowls so i think that you know it's it's the perfect storm right now and it starts off with auburn i feel like getting a really good receiver in georgia state transfer robert lewis Mm -hmm. he's a guy that auburn really kind of identified early on he was on campus early on he's a slot guy i think with the four that are coming in and possibly five receivers into this recruiting class Auburn probably didn't have to go heavy on the portal like they did last year with receiver. I think one inside guy, one outside guy is what they were looking for. Especially when, let's be honest, Jacob, it really didn't pan out well. You know, right. receiver, a lot of the receivers they got. So I think they're a little bit, you know, uh, hesitant to go all in. And I think they were going to be very selective. And it, the, the directive has been get guys that can get on campus in the spring immediately you know that they're ready to start in january classes they're here for spring ball so i think robert lewis is that guy and i really like him guy that almost had 800 yards and seven touchdowns had a good game against lsu and then now they'll probably look outside a guy like will shepherd is i'm very high on from vanderbilt now he'd be a guy that auburn would have to really really want and willing to wait on because he graduates in the spring and it would be a grad transfer so Receiver, offensive line, a lot of dudes coming in, visiting. Auburn has its name in the hat on a lot of offensive linemen. Uh, they get the kid, Wilfred, from um, Snow Community College, a junior college that can provide depth. 
um, you know, and be a guy that can play three years, maybe four years. So I think there's a lot of interesting things. If you're an Auburn fan, buckle up because the next 10 days could transform this football program. Daryl, I hate doing this, but I'm going to ask you a two-part question here. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the transfer portal in your mind, um, I put it as the same on the same wavelength of high school recruiting where it's just so important to jump on a guy early when they enter the transfer portal. How, how much of importance do you put on that? And then you were talking about trying to get these guys in right now so they're here during the spring. Man, that's a huge factor here as well, not just at the quarterback spot, but all these positions as well. Uh, what are your feelings on that as well? I think realistically, the, the first question about getting on guys early, let's be honest, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form insinuating tampering here. I'm talking about on the other end of the spectrum. Most of these guys, when they get into the portal, have a good idea where they want to go. So at, at that point, you know, whether or not they've been contacted or not contacted, it doesn't matter. In their mind, they're jumping in the portal because they say, you know, I want to play in the SEC. Mm -hmm. Or when we play at Auburn, I really want to play in that environment. Get in the portal and then let people contact you. So I think that that's why the whole early thing is very important because you're not going to change many minds. I think think guys are, for the most part, if you get in early and and you show love early and you get them on campus, that process is something they just kind of want to wrap up. It's a little bit different than high school recruiting where I think they enjoy all the visits and all the attention. I think when you've been a college student for three years, you're ready to get down to business and find out where you're going to finish your college career and if they're going to get you in the league or not. So, yes, getting in on these people early is important, especially if they have a pretty good idea where they're going to go when they get into the portal. And then having them, I think the biggest thing is Auburn felt like they suffered having a lot, including their starting quarterback, getting on campus last June. And some of these receivers, they were not on the same page. It's a, d- a whole different deal. So I think it would be very, very rare. It'd have to be a really special talent to wait until the spring for a particular player. I don't think – I think anything in a key position, the wide receiver room, a corner that Almer's going to need to go get, a defensive lineman here or there, I think you're going to see guys that can be here in the spring, even at the risk – of maybe getting somebody that's a little bit better, a little more talented if you have to wait till June. I think Alma would rather roll the dice of have them on campus. And with, I mean, just with the whole spring thing too, again, I think it goes farther than than quarterbacks, Daryl. I think it goes, and you were talking about the receivers this past year just not being on the same page with Peyton Thorne. I mean, it goes into the whole timing of the offense, does it not, with the running backs and the offensive line and everybody, with the coaches too. I mean, all of that plays a factor here, and it can literally be make or break in the month of December for something that's going to be happening next August. You could possibly return 65 to 70% of your, your offensive contributors as far as snaps. Mm-hmm. That's going to be huge compared to last year. It's going to be huge. People, you cannot oversell the value of Peyton Thorne having certain receivers, certain offensive linemen, all his running backs, most 95% of his tight ends, all back being able to go through the spring together. I, I mean, I'm telling you, you will see – a completely different, in my opinion, if Auburn doesn't go out and get a quarterback at transfer portal and maybe that ship has sailed, maybe it hasn't. But if Peyton Thorne's the dude and Auburn gets some guys around him from a receiver standpoint, 
buckle up for the eight-day game. It's, mm-hmm. Number one, hopefully it won't be a freaking downpour where you can do more than just <laughs> run the ball. Right. But you know what I'm saying? It's going to look different. It's going to look different. Peyton Thorne's going to look different. The receivers will look different. It's going to be a completely different deal having most of these guys back with a year under their belt in the system. It's going to, it's, it's really, you know, we talk about Gunnar Britton leaving the offensive line and, and Avery Jones. That's it. I mean, Wade and, and Lou and, Jeremiah Wright and some of these other guys will be back. I mean, I guess you lose Stutz, but, you know, uh, two tall Miller. These guys are all back, mm-hmm. and they're all, you know, ready to and, – and Muskrat, who play a little bit. That's going to be big, and I think from an offensive standpoint. Now, a defensive standpoint in Ron Roberts' system, um, I don't know. I, I think it's it, it doesn't – it didn't take as much acclimation to get uh, – the defense seemed to get there quicker. Um other than covering the middle of the field, uh, a lot of times the defense seemed to get there quicker and, and were a, a lot more effective on the same page. I think, and then, in my opinion, Hugh Freeze will be calling plays next year. So I think it's going to be a completely different deal that you're going to see from an offensive efficiency standpoint. Daryl Dapperidge joining us on the phone lines here during On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Joins us every Tuesday at 3.30. You brought it up, Daryl. I'm going to put you on the spot, brother. Hope you're cool with that. Peyton Thorne, is mm-hmm. he the guy next year, or does Auburn have to go get somebody in the transfer portal right now? I don't think they have to get somebody in the transfer portal. I am still convinced that he showed enough in that Iron Bowl and enough in certain situations with the drops and the adjusted completion percentage um, that being said, if you're able to go get somebody, and this is the only scenario that I would do this, that is a significant upgrade, meaning this dude could compete for you know an all-SEC type situation like a Jaden Daniels did when he came in and transferred, something like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody that, that could be a possible player that could play on Sunday. Then you do, only if it's a significant upgrade. Otherwise, you get receivers that can catch the ball. You let Peyton Thorne throw for complete about 70% of his passes. He doesn't hold on to the ball as much because he's, he's not waiting for separation that's never there. You know, and then he gets, he showed me he's tough. He's got moxie. He can run. He's a really effective runner. Good leader. Um, I, 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 you don't unless it's a, a significant upgrade. Remember, and again, I, I want to make sure people hear me when I say this, that I'm not saying Peyton Thorne is this player I'm about to comp. I am comping scenarios, not players. Joe Burrow looked very mid and very average his first year at LSU. He just did. He was okay. They won some games. But, you know, the the, the LSU fans were not real happy with him. He comes back the next year, year two. Now, they changed systems and went with Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. He had Chase around him and Jefferson and some weapons, and the dude took off. I'm not saying Peyton Thorne's going to be Joe Burrow, but I'm saying Peyton Thorne could show remarkable improvement and ascension with the right receivers around him, and especially what we know the running the running back room's going to look like. Uh, yeah, so, I like that. I, I, keep, I keep him... In, unless I can go get somebody, there's probably three or four quarterbacks in the country that are in the transfer portal that I would have said is an upgrade. One just committed to Notre Dame, you know, and Riley mm-hmm. Leonard. Um, I think Cam Ward is somebody you would have to take if you could get him. He's that special. Um, 
you know, the Dante Moore kid from UCLA doesn't make a lot of sense because he's got three years. If you go get somebody, you better make sure they're, you know, head and shoulders above Thorne and they're only a rental. Yeah. You don't want to go get a dude that's going to be here three or four years and then freeze out Walker White and all that. Go get a rental and then see what happens. Only if they're markedly better than Thorne. Well, I can't wait to make my new on-the-line promo talking about with Daryl Dappert saying that Peyton Thorne's the next Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm, that's going to be did running heavily. <laughs> not, you're going you're to slice it up and really alter it so you hear me say, Peyton Thorne, and then just going to say, the next Joe Burrow. You where better... You're going to totally skip the part where I said, I'm not saying he is. You'll take that part out yet. There no, was. I, there I, was. I think you can agree that there's, I can. there's an yeah. opportunity for improvement like that. It's a scenario a lot of times – the second year for guys that come from the Big Ten, even and Thorne played a lot more than Joe Burrow did. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow didn't play a Joe Burrow didn't play a sniff at Ohio State. Peyton Thorne got in some big games for Michigan State. I think that that happens, and then you know it's just year two and under the you know same system, better weapons. I'm not saying he has to be Joe Burrow, but if Peyton Thorne was a dude next year that completed seventy percent of his passes and threw for about 27, 2,800 yards, and threw for about 22, 23 touchdown passes. That'd be good enough. That would be really good enough with that running back room to propel Auburn. Now, that's the key. Do you want to go out and get a guy that's going to get you to the playoff, or do you want Peyton Thorne to improve enough that you go from six wins to nine wins? That, that's If you go get a guy that can get you into the playoff and they can play on Sundays, you go do it because this isn't upwards football. Darrell, let's uh, let's shift gears here quickly before we let you go. Want to get some basketball conversation in? Our time always flies by. I wish we had an hour with you each and every Tuesday, but I know you got other responsibilities. But Auburn basketball, we talked about the bad loss against App State on the road. We didn't really know what we were going to see on Saturday against Indiana, and I don't think anybody predicted what we were going to see and what eventually happened. Twenty-eight point win, hung a hundred and four on the Hoosiers in Atlanta. Your evaluation of where Auburn is right now thanks to the win on saturday best 10 minutes of auburn basketball i've seen since 2019 Mm. that stretch or maybe the year they came back against tennessee at home when tennessee was up big yeah but that that 10 minute stretch was about as good a basketball as you can play and it was it was they were firing all cylinders so a couple of key points to be very hopeful about number one the backcourt had 63 of the 104 points the guards needed to play better and between the five of them, they got 63 points. That that was impressive. You do that with your best player getting two points in Broome. Another check mark of, okay, if you get into postseason and teams double down on Broome and take him out, do you have other players that are able to step up, hit shots? Jalen Williams showed that he could. I'm, I'm, every, every game I'm falling in love more and more with Chad Baker-Mazzara. I think he's a silent assassin. Uh, I love the way Denver Jones looks to be getting healthy. Um, you know, KD, you're not going to get that. That's that, those, those games come once every five games, and when they do, he's incredible. But that's not consistently you can't get that kind of play from him. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I love the fact I am a big response guy. How do teams respond, good and bad? It's not just about how you respond to a, a poor loss on the road at Appalachian State. I always want to see how teams respond after a big win. Do they come out flat? Do they come out with their chest poked out, feeling good about themselves? Do they still have the same urgency and hunger after a big win? And then I also want to see, are they down in the dumps? Are they flat? Are yeah. they still emotionally scarred from about? Auburn answered all those questions, and they answered them twofold. 
because not only did they come off a bad loss, they came off a bad first 10 minutes. And they didn't fold. They fought back. And then how do you finish? We've talked about that for the last two years. Auburn's had a problem finishing. Mm -hmm. They get up 21 and win by eight and scare the crap out of you in the process. They scored 52 points in the first half, 52 points in the second half. They finished. They need to build upon this. Go out there tomorrow night. Don't fool around. Have a trap game. And Hunts will take care of UNC Asheville and then get ready for the main event Saturday uh, against USC. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is now you have the chance to prove your – this team has the chance to prove themselves uh, when they play tomorrow coming off a big win, right? They had the game coming off a bad loss. Now they've got the big win. Do they have a little drop-off game, a backup game, or do they come out and continue firing on all cylinders? Excited for that. Uh, and Are you going to go to Huntsville tomorrow, Daryl, or are you going to stay home and do Locked on Auburn afterwards? I have to stay home. You know, the basketball games are tough because we go live – so unless I could be Marty McFly and Back to the Future, it's very <laughs> difficult for me to – so there will be a few that I might go to that I'm not able to do live with the reaction show with Locked on Auburn. But for the most part, because of that, you know, I won't be going to too right. many games because we go – I mean, as soon as the clock hits double zero, you know, triple zero, we're ready to roll. So, yeah, I, I, I will not be able – I will not be going to Huntsville tomorrow, but we'll be doing the reaction show, the live show, right when it's over. Uh, tomorrow night yeah we'll tell people where they can find that and find you on all your multiple radio appearances man so friday uh mornings locked on auburn where you get all your podcasts spotify apple also on youtube i'm a regular friday guest and then we do the football reaction shows which we will not be doing except for the bowl game um and then the basketball shows we will be doing you know like i said live right after right after the games are over Awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, as always, I enjoy talking to you. I mean, the, the 20 minutes just absolutely goes by so fast. And I, I just, I could talk to you for hours and your friendship is much appreciated. Your time is much appreciated as well. And we do uh, always have a good time having you on the show. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday before we take some time off for the Christmas holiday. And you never know, one of your little road trips here to either Wetumpka or Montgomery to call a game, you may see Double D pop in and say hello. Uh-oh, uh-oh, heck yeah, man. Always a good time to see Double D. All Thanks right. so much, brother. All right. Take care, Ben. That's Double D. Daryl Dapperts joining us here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. We'll take our final break, come back, and wrap it up, and we'll say goodbye to Michaela, our wonderful show producer, when we come back. Hey everybody, this is Jacob Goetz, voice of the Lee Scott Warriors. Join me all basketball season long on the home of Lee Scott Academy Basketball, Tiger Country 104.5 on the Lee Scott Sports Network. Find the broadcast schedule and listen live at tigercountry.net. Lee Scott Academy Basketball on Tiger Country 104.5 is presented by the Orthopedic Clinic and Auburn Express Towing. Also by Troy Bank and Trust, the Car Stereo Shop, and Four Seasons Federal Credit Union. Tune in to the home of Lee Scott Academy Basketball, Tiger Country 104.5, part of the Auburn Network's family of stations. Home buying has never been simple. In today's economy, it's vital to work with an experienced lender who understands your needs. Auburn Bank's mortgage lending team is made up of local folks who can help you navigate the process. Whether it's finding your dream home or making improvements to your existing home, stop by our new home in the Auburn Bank Center. We'll be glad to help. Auburn Bank, champions of you. Member FDIC, online at auburnbank.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 403461. 
My mom doesn't get out much these days. She stays home more than I think is good for her. But I found a wonderful resource that's helped her get out and around people. Lee Russell Senior Centers. They have activities and hot meals provided by the Lee Russell Council of Governments. With eight senior centers in Auburn, Opelika, Beulah, Lojapoka, Smith Station, Hertzboro, Phoenix City, and Fort Mitchell, there's one convenient for everybody. If you or someone you care for, age 60 and over, would love some company, visit a senior center Monday through Friday, 9 to 1. The activities, nutritious meals, exercise, education, information, and companionship with other older adults can brighten anyone's day. Like they have moms. Transportation is free, too, from home and back by LRPT and PEX. Great things are happening at senior centers. Find out more or volunteer at 334-749-5264. Lee Russell Council of Governments. One more way they're helping. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Winding down here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, I'm Jacob Goins with you inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. Got a couple of minutes, but a great show today. Uh, we appreciate Daryl Dapperich on, uh, joining us on the phone lines as he does every single Tuesday and uh, has always some great things to say when it comes to Auburn football, Auburn basketball, and we'll have him on again next Tuesday, hopefully, and then we'll take a break for the Christmas holiday, as I mentioned, and had a great show today. Lots of wonderful callers. Uh, we've talked all things Auburn football, basketball, Heisman Trophy, college basketball, uh, transfer portal. I mean, you name it, we pretty much covered it on the show today so if you missed any of that you know where to find the show as a podcast on demand you can find it on our station website at espnau.com or you can find it wherever you get your podcast just search on the line wherever you get it we post it uh, right after the show each and every day but with a couple of minutes we do have to say goodbye that Michaela our show producer our intern here for the fall semester uh, graduated this weekend we shouted her out yesterday but congratulations again uh, for graduating from Auburn uh, from Auburn University from the journalism school and uh, congratulations you're an adult now it sucks you're gonna hate it but the adult world is is here for you and we appreciate everything you've done and hopefully you've learned a thing or two and enjoyed yourself you've gotten on the air a lot more since uh, here in the last few weeks and uh, we've really enjoyed it and your help has been so just helpful to me and has been a huge a huge honor so thank you so much we do appreciate you being around and, and hanging out and hopefully you had a little fun while you were here yeah, I'd just like to thank you for having me the past few months. It's been fun getting to debate and discuss all things sports, both on and off the air. Mostly off, off the air. air. A lot of if off the any air. any of you could hear, if it, you'd be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, also, just like to thank all the callers that have called in and yeah. always asked how I'm doing. It's been awesome to get to talk with all of you guys, too. And I'll just end with this. Go Huskies. <laughs> it's Okay, yo, we got to get your prediction. You'll be gone. Yeah, we got to get your playoff predictions because you'll be out of here by then. Well, I guess the last... You got to stick with I, it. I'm you can't go against it now. Come on. Yeah, so do you have you have Washington winning and then... I have Alabama beating Michigan, unfortunately. And then... I really think Alabama's winning this whole thing, which Ooh. sucks, but... 
I'll end with it again. Go Huskies. Go, go Michael Penix. I'm rocking with them regardless. Well, at Thank least you're you. sticking to your guns. <laughs> Thank you very much. Michaela, we appreciate you and all your work here. It's been it's made my life a lot easier. And now i got to go find another one. So... <laughs> I've had great interns. I'll be back. Yeah, you'll be back. I'll guest star. Yeah, that's right. You're welcome anytime (laughs) here in the studio. That's it for the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Until tomorrow, Rivalry Wednesday. Uncle T-Bone will be back. We'll talk to Jordan Hill. We'll talk to Austin Hannon. We'll talk Auburn basketball as they take on UNC Asheville as well. But until tomorrow, 2-4, to right here on ESPN 106.7. She's Michaela. I'm Jacob. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. Wow, that's Stay depressing. Safe. That's right. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, for crops or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916. With competitive rates and flexible terms up to 30 years, our professionals know land and land financing. First South provides fast, friendly turnaround to help you secure your ideal tract of land. The farm could be your next business venture, your next land or timber investment, or perhaps your next getaway. At First South Farm Credit, we will help you know what the farm means to you and make your farm purchase a reality. We have moved, so please come see us at our new location. You can now find us at 1613 Frederick Road in Opelika, near Tigertown. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com. That's FirstSouthLand.com. Equal housing lender. Since 1996, CMC Siding and Contracting has been serving the Auburn Opelika community with their wide range of products and services in residential construction and renovations. Auburn alumni Clay Cardone and his crew pride themselves on customer service and the highest quality of work. Whether you're in need of new siding, eave trim, new gutters, vinyl replacement windows, or an addition and renovation, CMC Siding and Contracting has it all. Give them a call at 334-728-0400. That's 334-728-0400. Or visit them online at cmcsiding.com. Hey everybody, this is Jacob Goetz, host of On the Line here on ESPN 106.7. This week's Orthopedic Clinic High School Player of the Week is Lee Scott Academy Basketball's Hayden Harper. The sophomore point guard had 40 total points in two games last week versus Macon East and Deerfield Windsor, including a game winner on Friday night over the nights of Deerfield Windsor. Hayden Harper, your Orthopedic Clinic High School Player of the Week. The Orthopedic Clinic is East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika to better serve you online at theorthoclinic.com. Come in and get it out of your system, the Car Stereo Shop. Hey, it's Steve from the Car Stereo Shop in Auburn, and yes, we did move to a new location right behind Custom Trucks Unlimited. Newer, bigger, better facility to provide our customers with best shopping experience possible. And after 18 years, our customer satisfaction is still priority one. Come see us at 1823 Opelika Road. That is right behind Custom Trucks Unlimited, or call us at 334-887-8422. ESPN 106.7 celebrates the season of giving for your 12 days of Christmas. Merry Christmas! 12 prizes, 12 sponsors, 12 chances for you to win. Prizes include a Nature's Love product gift basket, a Dyson Humdinger from Dina Thompson Homelink Realty, a prize pack from Tanology, and a 50-inch smart TV from the Orthopedic Clinic. 
To enter, text the word 12 to 59925. That's the word 12 to 59925. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn.